Yes team, how are we doing? Hope everybody is well and welcome back. Welcome back to the Listen Whilst You Step podcast. And today we have a big old episode. We are going to be going over exactly how, how to still get results and have a social life. This is probably one of the most requested topics and it's obviously definitely 100% One of the biggest reasons that our clients come to us and they also stay with us and they get results. And it's also one of the biggest things that they say they've learned after working with us for kind of three, four, five, six months, okay? Now, I wanna paint a little bit of a picture first. One of the biggest reasons that you have come uh, to listen to this podcast, you're embarking on your fitness journey, maybe even you're a client listening to this and you signed up with us. That's because you wanted to improve your life in one way, shape or another, whether that be having more energy, having more confidence, being in better shape, okay, challenging yourself, getting out of your comfort zone, whatever it might be, you've come to us because you want to improve your life. Becoming the very best version of yourself should never come as too much of a sacrifice because improving your life, if you just eat fish and a rice cake, that is not improving your life. If you never go out, you never have social occasions, you never go out for meals with family, partners, different things like that, that is not improving your life. You have come to us to help you improve your life. So I want to make this clear though, although I've said that, this is not an excuse to be an absolute fucking idiot, okay? Sometimes when I see people slip up on social occasions, nine times out of 10, I can just say to them, were you being an idiot? Could you have made some smarter decisions? Could you have not had that extra serving there, the seventh plate at the fucking buffet, or were you just being an idiot, okay? Because if you can genuinely just look at yourself and say, I've been mindful here, I've enjoyed myself, maybe I've overeaten a little bit, but I'm mindful, I know that, nine times out of 10, you'll be able to navigate these social situations. But we're gonna go over both the strategy and the tactics to navigating social occasions, because it's a combination of both, which is going to allow you to get into the shape of your life, build a physique that you can be proud of and still have a thriving social life. So the biggest thing to think about is something that we like to call proactive nutrition. Reactive nutrition is you going through the day, going through the week, oh, I'm going out for a meal on the weekend, oh shit, I've gone over my calories. Proactive nutrition is Monday, what's my plan for the week? What's my plan for the day? What's my plan for the next three, four, whatever it might be, okay? It's thinking ahead and it's strategizing. What can I do now? that my future self is gonna thank me for? How can I make sure that I am giving myself the best opportunity to succeed? Because too many people, they just set themselves up to fail because they do not strategize, they do not plan, they are not proactive. The one biggest thing that will sabotage your life is reactivity. It is reacting to situations emotionally, it is reacting to situations on the fly. If you're proactive, you can stay ahead of these and you can make sure that you do get absolutely incredible results. Okay, so before we get into this, I have to kind of explain the basics for you. Now, too many people go into a dieting phase, they're trying to drop body fat, they're trying to build muscle without really, really understanding the basics. So I wanna very, very quickly explain to you the basics around energy balance. Now, energy balance. We all know that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It's fucking science. It's been proven about a thousand times. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. So if you give your body more energy than it needs, more calories than it needs, it has an excess of energy. It cannot just fuck off that energy, so it has to store it somewhere. So what does it do? It stores it as body fat. Likewise, if you give your body less energy than it needs, you're in a negative energy balance, a calorie deficit, 
your body needs a little bit extra energy because we're not quite, quite fueling it enough. So it can't create energy out of nowhere. So where does it go? It goes to our fat stores. And that is why when we are on a calorie deficit and negative energy balance, we lose body fat. Okay, so it doesn't matter about any of the tactics, any of the strategy, what approach you take towards your nutrition, whether that be low carb, high carb, keto, fucking 5-2, intermittent fasting, I don't care. It's the one that you can stick to and you have to remember, you will never lose body fat unless you're in a calorie deficit. You will never gain body fat unless you're in a calorie surplus. It's fundamentals, it's fucking science, okay? Energy balances everything. Before you start going on your fitness goals, understand this basic principle energy balance, more calories than you need equals weight gain. Less calories than you need equals weight loss. Simple. The same calories that you're burning equals maintenance. So now we've understand that we're going to get into some of the strategy behind navigating social occasions. And we have three things. We have buffering, we have banking, and we have breaking, which we'll call it the triple B system. The triple B system, we're going to go through each one on an individual basis. So first up, we have buffering. Buffering is the least proactive. This is something that you're going to kind of do day to day on the fly. Ideally, we don't want to have to buffer, but sometimes, guess what? Life gets in the fucking way. So we have to. Buffering is where basically you're going to take your daily kind of meal structure. Okay, so let's say, for example, you're on 2000 calories a day. You have 500 calories for breakfast, 500 calories for lunch, 500 calories for dinner, and then you have two 250 calorie snacks. And all of a sudden you're at work, your girlfriend texts you, your boyfriend texts you, however it might be, and say, hey, look, do you want to go out for dinner tonight? And you go, fuck, I haven't pl planned this into my calories. That's absolutely fine. Rather than saying no, what you can do is you can buffer. You can go, shit, okay, I've had my breakfast, which is 500 calories. I'm going to probably already made my lunch, which is another 500 calories, which means I've got 1,000 calories left. I'm going to go out for dinner. I was going to have a snack in the afternoon, but I'm just not going to have that. I'm not going to have my little dessert that I normally have. I'm going to put those 250 calorie snacks into my dinner. So I've got a thousand calories left for dinner. So buffering really is just a case of manipulating your daily kind of structure of how you structure your nutrition so that you can then factor in, say, bigger meals or higher calorie snacks here and there. Another example may very simply be you're in the office, someone's gone out, someone's bought back some cake, it's their birthday, and hey, look, you end up having a slice of cake. So it's kind of thrown you off what you would normally do. You've ended up having an extra 300 calories in the morning, but you normally have 800 calories for dinner. So what you do is you've had 300 calories there, so you just take a bit off of your dinner so that you can fit that in. It's just adjusting things on a day-to-day basis, bearing in mind what pops up. In an absolute dream world, we wouldn't have to do this. But hey, sometimes we do, sometimes life just gets in the way. So buffering is the least proactive. It is you on a day-to-day -day basis kind of manipulating things to make sure that you nail your calorie intake, okay? The next system is called banking. Now, Banking is really, really the big one that you want to think about. And it's something that I utilize massively with myself and most of our clients, because most of my clients are in their 20s. They like, they like to go out for a drink at the weekend. They like to socialize. Some of them are really driven, ambitious, hardworking individuals. They're pushing on in their work careers and they get invited out for a client lunch or they're on a golf day, whatever it might be. Okay. Banking, I want you to think about your calories on a weekly basis and like they're a bank account. So let's make the numbers really easy here. Let's say that you had 2000 calories a day and then you know if you nail that, you're gonna lose body fat, okay? That's your calorie target. 2000 calories a day, seven days a week, that's 14,000 calories for the week. Now, how you distribute those from day to day throughout the week, it really doesn't matter. Your body can't fucking count. So what we can think about doing 
banking, we can go, okay, great, look, I know on Saturday I'm going out for a meal. I'm probably going to have a couple of drinks. I know that's going to be a higher day than my 2,000 calories. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to be proactive, proactive nutrition. I'm going to plan ahead. I'm going to bank some calories Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so that I can save some calories up in the calorie bank account. I can spend them on a weekend. So bringing that back to the bank account kind of um, one, if you had a certain amount of money in a bank account and you had to spend some throughout the week to live, but you knew you were buying something expensive on the weekend, you wouldn't go and blow all of your money throughout the week, would you? You'd save some up so that you could afford the thing on the weekend. So the biggest thing to remember with this is that your weekly calorie intake is absolutely essential. We don't need to be in a deficit for a day. We don't need to be in a calorie deficit for a week, a month, a year. We need to be in a deficit for however long it takes you to get the result that you want. It's that simple, okay? So taking that step back, looking at the bigger picture and looking at your calories on a weekly basis, nailing that weekly calorie target, take your daily target times by seven, as long as you stay under that or around that, it doesn't really matter how you kind of borrow and lend and kind of use your calories throughout the week. If you're someone who just is a little bit more social on the weekend like I am, I always have slightly lower calories throughout the week and I have slightly higher at the weekend. But I always, always, always nail that weekly calorie total because we're relating this back to energy balance because if your calories are not aligned with your goals, i.e. if you're trying to lose body fat and you're not in a calorie deficit, you will never, never get the results that you want. End of. Something which I want you to be really, really aware of when using banking is that we never want to borrow and lend more than really 10 to 15 tops percent of your calories. So if I'm on 2000 calories, I never really want to bank more than two or 300 calories. The reason being, and I think too many people do this, is you are setting yourself up to fail. Because I want you to imagine your hunger on a scale of one to 10, okay? One being, I'm so fucking hungry, I could eat a horse. 10 being, I'm so fucking full, I physically want to be sick. Guess what? I know that we've both been there. When you've ended up really busy and you've missed a couple of meals, and then when you've sat on that sofa, you've ate two Domino's and the cookies and the fucking ice cream, okay? I've been there myself, and I guarantee that you have as well. If we let ourselves get too far on either end of this spectrum, we are just setting ourselves up to fail. So when we're looking at that hunger scale from a one to a 10, we want to try and keep ourselves between a four and between a six. Because if we can do that, then we're never gonna let ourselves get too hungry that we're gonna go and eat everything in sight. And then also, we're probably not overeating. So remember, you wanna never want to borrow and lend more than 10 to 15% of your daily calorie intake from day to day, okay? Also, remember that hunger scale, one to 10, so hungry I can eat a horse, so full I literally want to feel, be sick. Keep trying your best to keep yourself between a four and a six, okay? And with this, it will start to allow you to actually stay in tune with your natural hunger signals so that you can eventually eat very intuitively and you won't have to track using MyFitnessPal, okay? Now, the last strategy, the last B, that's breaking. So we've got buffering, the day-to-day, -day, the least proactive. We've got banking, which is the most proactive. And then we've got breaking, which is exactly what it sounds like. You cannot diet 24-7, 365 days a year. It just doesn't work. I hate to break it to you, okay? If you kept losing weight and you stayed in a calorie deficit, it might be a bit dormant, but you'd actually die. You'd literally just waste away, okay? Also, having some diet breaks and days at maintenance, a few weeks at maintenance and things like this, it has a number of different benefits. Upregulating metabolism, controlling hunger, aiding performance in the gym, because quite often people aren't looking to just lose body fat. You're looking to pack on some fucking good gains as well. Having some regular diet breaks, refeed days, maintenance phases is going to allow better performance in the gym. And if there is one thing that's going to allow you to pack on more muscle than you ever fucking thought was possible, it's going to be training like a savage 
and performing incredibly well, getting freaky strong, getting freaky fit and becoming an absolute badass motherfucker in the gym. Okay, so an example of when you might break. If you're in a dieting phase, an example of when you might break might be your sister's wedding, uh, your wedding, um, it's your granddad's 80th birthday. It's their golden wedding anniversary. Um, it could be anything like this, okay? A really, really, really close friend's 40th, 30th, 21st, okay? These are big occasions, but something which I want to say with this is if you want to get somewhere that you've never been, you have to be willing to do something that you've never done, all right? So every time there's a birthday, every time there's a night out, it's not necessarily a reason to break. It's probably more a reason to bank. Bank up some calories so you can have some flexibility and just make sure that you do get back on track, okay? Holidays can be a great time to break. Different things like this, okay? Do not just use excuses for uh, breaking and having like a diet break and things like this. The big thing to remember with this is when we're breaking, we're just going to maintenance. We're going to that level energy balance, okay? Where we're eating the same as we're burning because we do not want to ruin all of our fucking hard work that we maybe have potentially done earlier in the week, earlier in the year, earlier in the month, okay? It is a maintenance phase. The goal is maintenance. It's not to gain weight. It's not to lose weight. It's not to gain body fat. It's not to lose body fat. The goal is to maintain your body weight and your body fat, okay? Now, the biggest thing for when you have these breaking phases, these diet breaks, is to make sure that you have a battle plan, a strategy for after. Is that you're dropping back down into a deficit? Is that you're having a call with your coach? Is that that you've got a new program starting? Have a plan for after because otherwise, you, I promise you, you will like kind of lose your way because you'll have this break and then you'll be like, oh, I kind of lost my mojo, don't want to drop my calories again, this, that, and the other. Make sure that you have a plan for after. So that's the kind of strategy side of things. So you have to evaluate, be proactive, look at the situation you're in and make your decision, choosing your strategy, choose your B, whether it be buffering, banking or breaking, okay? Now, we're gonna go into some of the tactics. Now, these are the small little things that help make your strategy more effective. So some of the tactics, I want you to remember that you always need to track things into MyFitnessPal. Okay, whether you be going on a meal out, whether you be having a few drinks, please, please, please track it. Okay, a lot of my clients, they may potentially, when they first start with us, they're like, oh, but I had a meal out, I couldn't track it. Yes, you can. You can 100% track it. You might not be 100% accurate, but that is fine. Get into the routine, get into the structure, get into the habit of tracking. The more that you can practice looking at a plate and kind of making a kind of very, very educated guess about what's actually on that plate, it's only going to massively help you out. So, Make sure that you track things even if you're not 100%. So the next big thing that I really want you to think about is stop calorie tracking. Stop calorie tracking and start calorie planning. Planning is proactive, tracking is reactive. Remember, proactive nutrition is probably one of the number one things that is gonna serve you for your success and your results. That is being proactive, this is being ahead of time. Calorie planning is you taking time the night before, planning out tomorrow's calories and going, oh, that was slightly over, maybe I can take a little bit away from there and add a little bit there or vice versa, or maybe I can't have that little treat that I was planning on having because you've been proactive and you've planned. Reactive is going throughout your day, tracking after you've eaten and going, oh shit, I've gone over my calories. I wonder why I'm not getting fucking results because you're not sticking to your calories, okay? You're not sticking to your nutrition, you're not sticking to your training program, okay? Now, choosing your B, plan ahead, choose your buffering, banking or breaking. 
Then you want to make sure that if you're going out for a meal, you log on to the website, you find the menu, and you choose your food, your meal that you are going to have before you even get to the restaurant. When you get to your restaurant, you don't even look at the menu. Because I promise you, when you look at that menu, the big fat double bacon cheeseburger and chips uh, with Dutch fries and freaking barbecue sauce and this, that, and the other is going to be staring you in the face saying, eat me, eat me, eat me, eat me, eat me. Take the thinking out for it. Our willpower as a muscle, remember, the more we use it, the tighter it gets. Take the thinking out for it. Log on online, make your decision before you go. And then when you turn up, don't even look at the menu because you know what you're having, okay? Once you're, when you're making this, you want to try your best to stick to whole foods. When you go to restaurants, quite a lot of time people go with things like curries and different things like that. It's very, very difficult for you to know and understand what the chef has actually put into that meal. Where if you order a steak, hey, there's only so much you can do to a steak to change it from some beef, okay? So try your best to stick to whole foods. Alongside this, the big thing for me is also remembering that Quite often, if you just ask restaurants, they'll pretty much cook whatever you want. So quite often I'll go out and I'll have a steak, but if I'm being good, I'll go, hey, could I just not have the chips? Would I be able to get a, a, a jacket potato? Would I be able to get a side salad uh, without the dressing? Would I be able to get the dressing on the side? Would I be able to just get like a, uh, just a roasted chicken breast with kind of uh, just, just, just a few herbs on top, nothing crazy. If you just ask restaurants, nine times out of 10, they will genuinely cook and because they can be very, very accommodating if it's a good restaurant, okay? Now, the biggest thing after this is now you've chosen that meal, you track it into MyFitnessPal. You track it in there to the best of your ability as accurately as you can, okay? It's not gonna be perfect, remember that, okay? Once you've done this, you know how many calories you've got left for the rest of the day. If you're on 2,000 calories and your dinner's 1,500 cows because maybe you wanna have two glasses of wine and you've chucked those in there as well, it just means that you've got 500 calories left for the rest of the day. Maybe that means having a shake for breakfast and a really, really light chicken salad or something like that for that for lunch. But this is proactive. You can get through that because you know you've got a really nice meal coming in the evening. But if you've been proactive and you banked and you banked some calories up throughout the week, you've probably got a little bit more leeway because remember we have to be nailing those weekly calorie targets, okay? Some of the other little things to think about is alcohol, drinks, and things like that. Please try and stick to low calorie drinks, spirits, and diet mixes, and things like that. Your average pint is probably three, 400 calories. If you're on 2,000 calories, you're not gonna have much room for a couple of pints, okay? Meal swapped, remember that you can literally ask probably a restaurant whatever you want, and they'll probably make those changes for you. Something which has been massive for me, uh, and something that I think a lot of people could really take away from this, is what the one way I find best to manage my hunger is to slow down. When you're going for a meal out, between each bite, put your knife and fork down, speak to the people around you, have a sip of water, slow down eating, and your brain will actually tell you when you're full, rather than just going, ah! Eating everything in sight, inhale it and going, fuck, I'm still hungry, because I know I've definitely been guilty of that. Slow down. Stay on top of water. If you're drinking alcohol, stay to low calorie drinks because you're gonna save your up and you're gonna be able to enjoy your food. You're gonna feel a hell of a lot fuller. And massively, when you're going on these social occasions, so many people, they start thinking, I'm gonna eat this food, I'm gonna eat this food, I can't wait to eat and go to town on the whole fucking buffet. Stop thinking about things like that. Yes, I think food is an incredibly important part of our culture. We should be enjoying it, but you should enjoy it for being good food, not because you've wanted to eat shit tons of it. Think about going on these occasions to enjoy the time with family, with friends, with loved ones, and enjoy some nice food. Think, what's your priority? Family, friends, relationships? 
eating a fuck ton of food, which you're probably going to feel like shit after, or spending some nice time with family and eating some really nice food. So guys, I hope this was useful. Um, the biggest thing that I want to lead this on is as human beings, we have an incredible ability to believe our own bullshit. We tell ourselves lies. We tell ourselves we deserve things. Sometimes, hey, look, we wish the world fucking owed us something. I hate to break it to you, but nine times out of 10, we are believing our own bullshit. We need to put an end to this and we need to have a really honest look at ourselves in the mirror and say, have I been as accurate as I could have been? Am I better than this? Are my own personal standards higher than this? Because your body is a reflection of the personal standards that you hold yourself to. So I want you to look at yourself. I have had to do this multiple times. When I went on my fitness transformation and my fitness journey, uh, when I had my first big transformation where I cut from 102 kilos to 80 kilos uh, and lost like 20, 22 kilos, I found myself overweight, ashamed of my physique, low energy, low self-confidence. I didn't even want to take my top off in front of my girlfriend at the time. But when I had an honest look in the mirror, it was because I wasn't holding myself to those standards. I wasn't being the very best version of myself. So I challenge you to look at yourself in the mirror. Are you giving your very best? Are your standards as high as they should be? Okay, instead of thinking motivation, think personal standards. These are my standards. This is what I am part of. This is who I am. And these are the standards that I hold myself to, not I'm struggling with motivation or my motivator is higher today, so I'm gonna hold myself to higher standards. Set a line in the sand. This is my minimum. These are the standards that I hold myself to. If you can do this, your physique will improve, your performance will improve, your personal life will improve, and your professional life can improve. I can fucking promise you that. So guys, I hope this was a useful episode. Please drop me a comment, drop me a message on Instagram. Let me know how you found it. And um, please give this a share to your story and give me a tag at Simon Johnson Fitness. I would massively appreciate it. And if you are interested in working with us on a one-to-one -one basis around your training, your nutrition, your lifestyle, your mindset, your sleep, your habits, your recovery, just to all around become the very fucking best version of yourself, just drop me a message saying I'm in. I'll know exactly what you mean and we can have a little bit of a chat about where you are right now, where you want to be and how we can help you get some incredible results in 2022. But have an absolutely incredible day, guys, and I will see you in the next episode.